If you have your Bibles uh, this morning, I would like to call your attention to uh, the sixth chapter of the gospel recorded by Matthew and verse number 33, only one verse, and I encourage you each week uh, to bring your Bible to church and during the week, read your Bible, Matthew chapter 6. And verse number 33, uh, in our reading, we're reading the book of Proverbs. In our third service on Wednesday, one of the young ladies, we suggested to read the Bible for 15 minutes every day. <clears throat> Starting on 15 minutes straight, amen, amen, 15 minutes a day, read, read the Bible. He thought of somebody, Reverend Clemens, suggested an hour, but then there was rumbling and grumbling. And then our chairman of deacons uh, recommended 30 minutes, and there was some more rumbling and grumbling. And then finally the young lady said 15 minutes. So we started out with 15 minutes each day. Uh, just read the Bible. Amen. Amen. You do have one, don't you? Some of y'all looking at me funny. Y'all got your Bible. Amen. Amen. Because some people don't think it's in the book. It's in the book. Amen. Matthew 6, 33. And I'll read 34 as well. All right. right, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Be therefore not anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for the things itself. Sufficient unto the days is it own evil thereof. The grass withereth and the flower fade away, but the word of our God stand forever. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I just want to tag this text. When I want to talk from the subject, not a resolution, but a revival. Not a resolution, but a revival. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Always this time of the year, people are making their New Year's resolutions. And a resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something. But the majority of resolutions that are made are broken by February. Amen. They are abandoned or forgotten by February. You can tell, amen, Brother uh, Harris also uh, Brother Billy Steen also work out in the place where I work out. I'm going to give him some free PR this morning, but Planet Fitness. And, uh, and, and the first part of the year, you got a whole lot of new people in there, man. They can't hardly, <laughs> can't hardly get to your weights, you know, because I be bench pressing, you know, four or five hundred. You know, come on, somebody say, come on, don't hate this. Come on, say amen. You know, be up there pumping, you know. And, can't hardly get to my weights because there are new people <laughs> who just made a resolution. Can I get to the treadmill? I'm trying to get my hour and a half in of running at 
super duper speeds. I can't do that because there are people all anyway. But but by the end of January, <laughs> uh, I don't see them anymore. Amen. There are some of you all watching live stream right here this morning. Say, I'm going to church every Sunday. I'm making a New Year resolution. And come February, amen. Our shepherd's ministry got to look you up, amen. A resolution is something we plan to do or not do. But a revival is an instant of becoming popular or active and important again. That's why anybody can make a resolution. But only the saints can ask for a revival. So you must be alive to be revived. Anytime EMS come up on an accident, if people are dead, they leave them and go to those who are alive. And revival is for those who are alive. And what is lacking in most of our churches today is a revival among the saints. Let me say that again. What's, what's lacking in most of our churches today is a revival among the saints. B.B. McKinney, the songwriter who wrote, Lord, send a revival. Send a revival, O Christ my Lord. It let it go over the land and sea. Send it according to thy, thy dear word and let it begin in me. If you are saved and it seems like you have lost all of your joy and your enthusiasm and your passion for the things of Christ, then you are a candidate for a revival. Tell your neighbor, I don't need a resolution. I need a revival. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse number 9, Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones <laughs> need a revival amen not a resolution uh, some of you need a revival to get excited all over again about you remember how it was you first got saved and how you just started crying and you would not let anybody tell no nasty joke around you shut up devil you know you when watch anything bad you ain't watch them on on commercial on the big red commercial kissing. I don't watch that. That devil's a lie. Amen. But if you're not careful after you stay saved a while, your enthusiasm for Christ begin to wane. We'll study in, in our Bible studies Dr. Richard Foster book on the celebration of discipline. And Dr. Foster deal with the four inward disciplines which are designed for personal revival, prayer, meditation, fasting, and studying. What, well, you know what St. James needs? St. James just needs some more of its saved members to catch on fire, to get all excited about Jesus Christ. 
That's that what we need, amen. That was, that was maybe what you need, the person sitting in your seat. Matter of fact, when last time you shouted? When last time you showed any emotion about Jesus? Well, I'm talking to you, amen. Not a resolution, but a revival. In, in our context this morning, Jesus is teaching uh, the disciples. It's called the Sermon on the Mount, but really it's the teaching on the Mount. Matthew's chapter 5 through chapter 7. And he began to teach them kingdom principles for kingdom living. And I come this morning, you get a chance to read that. I come to that 33rd verse this morning in our uh, revival. Uh, he says, but seek ye first. He, he's in the context dealing with worry and stress. Like so many of you all, what are you worrying about? I can see it on your face. What, what, what got you all choked up? What have you all tied up that you can't even raise up holy hands? What got you so bound? What are you worrying about so much that even in his house, in his presence, you can't even say thank you, Jesus? Well, that's just too much. <laughs> Amen, amen, amen. Well, what is it? What is it? And Jesus is giving the antidote for worrying. And some of y'all worry about Donald Trump being in the White House. Well, if you worry about that, then you are not alone because the whole world. No, okay, no, okay. No, I'm just joking. Amen. A lot of folk. <laughs> amen, amen. A whole lot of folk. A lot of the unsaved are worried. The Christians, we are just concern. <laughs> Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. Whatever, whatever your situation is, Jesus give us just one thing here to do to help. He give us, but he said, but seek ye first kingdom of God and his righteousness. First of all, man's first duty, if not sought first, will never be found at all. Man's first duty is to seek the Lord. Amen. That's, that's, that's the first duty. You see, in America nowadays, that's difficult because why? We are so busy. We are so, we got so much going on. Stuff, ripping and running. That's why a lot of folk miss church. They, Less than 18% of Austin's population go to church. Out of that 82% who are unchurched don't attend, many of them are saved, but they got so caught up with busy stuff, man, ripping, ripping and running. Basketball practice, volleyball practice, dance practice. And pretty soon, you have left out God. Dr. Dr. Hatton Robinson said in his book, in order to cook rabbit stew, you must start off with a rabbit. Amen. <laughs> you got to do first thing first. In other words, you got to prioritize your life. And that's, that's tough on us Christians, man. Because we got some of everything and everybody ahead of God. See, you, you, you know, amen. He, 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 amen. But seek he first. See, most of us got us on the throne. See, that's why your whole life revolves around you. 
And my mama said, when you build a fence around you, you fence out a whole lot more than what your fence in. Amen. That's, that's wrong. Some of you are seeking your careers and you, you're trying to satisfy everything. But God, but seek ye first. Tomorrow night, uh, uh, there will be a rumbling in Florida, right? When Alabama and Clemson are going to try to figure out who's number one. Amen. Amen. But the only problem with that, you got to do it again next year. Amen. But when you make him number one, he said, I know you're busy. He said, but seek me first. That, that's your first duty is to seek the Lord. Make him your top priority. Make, make him. That's why so many people have a problem tithing because God is not their number one priority. Well, a lot of people have problem coming to church because God is not their top priority. See, whatever your priority is, you're going to find time and money for it. All of us start off with 24 hours a day. And this morning, I had to go to Round Rock before I came to church. And guess what? Up on the highway, I saw a guy jogging. That was his priority. Cold, here I am all bundled up, wrapped up, you know, gloves on. And he out there jogging. Because that was his priority. Whatever your priority is, you're going to find time and money. Folk talking about they broke. Oh, hey, please. Yeah, well, whatever your priority is, you're going to find time and money to do it. Jesus said here, seek ye first. That's why he said Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse first. First Kings 17.13, Elijah told that widow woman, fix me mine first. Jesus told those 10 lepers in Luke 17 and 14, go show yourself to the priests. <laughs> Amen. First thing first. You see, the Lord therefore makes a covenant with his followers that if we put him first, if we put his righteousness, see what's wrong with mankind, mankind going around trying to establish their own righteousness. That's what Paul said in Romans chapter 10. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. And he talks about that, that Israel, my big desire is that Israel might be safe. For I bear them record that they have not, they're going about to establish their own righteousness. Have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. The world righteousness is not the word righteousness. And all these religions have established their own little righteousness. If you set your own righteousness up, you can do what you want to do. But God have his own standard of righteousness. And you can look at it, it's called the Ten Commandments. <laughs> that's the moral righteousness. That God, that's not have no other gods before me. Don't take my name in vain. Don't, don't, don't make no idols. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy, thou shalt not kill. Then number seven will get a whole lot of folk, thou shalt not commit adultery. <laughs> those, are, those are the righteousness of God. And Jesus is saying here, seek me first God's kingdom and his righteousness. You're right in your own eyes. Do you know some people like that? I know some folk like that. They're right in their own eyes. Used to have a former deacon who said that, Reverend, I've never been wrong in my life. 
And he said, now that I think about it, he said, I was wrong just one time. And that was in July of 1969. And he said, Pastor, now that I think about it, I was right then. <laughs> Some of y'all may be married somebody like that. They never wrong. Amen. If they said it, it must be right. You know, God have a righteousness. And when you seek his kingdom, you will be exposed to his righteousness. And it's right here in the book. That's why the devil don't want you to get in this book. You get in this book, you're going to discover the righteousness of God. Amen. It's right here in the book. Somebody says in the book. Amen. If you want to know how to live righteously, it's in the book. Well, you got to cut out your fornicating and lying and adultery. That's not righteousness. That's not God righteousness. That's the unrighteousness of man. Now, why a lot of folks, you want to get rid of that devil? Open the book. That's why I'm not sitting around here arguing with nobody. God have declared it. It's in the book. Well, right here. If you want to know how to treat your wife, it's in the book. Husband, love your wife. Even Christ loved the church and gave himself. Women want to know how to submit to your submit to your own husband as unto the Lord. That's the righteousness. A lot of folk want to run from the righteousness. They want to go where the preacher going to say what they want to hear. Well, you better go somewhere and find a church because I'm going to stay with this book. You see, 44 years ago, I made up my mind, I'm going to stay with the book. I'm staying with Jesus and his righteousness. Right here in the book. Amen. It's right here in the book. He says, seek ye first. That seek means just not a casual look. I mean to get after it. Amen. Remember you used to be seeking those women. You run them down. You looking, <laughs> asking questions. Who is that? Do you know who she is? What's she? What's she? What's she? That's there here on the pre-sale phone. Never right here is the baby boomer. You young folks just go on, go on Facebook and look them up. See, oh, okay. <laughs> but we used to have to seek them. We had to go. Right around the neighborhood in that when that car with that eight track tape and you get to had to drive around. I had to drive around. So when I came in front of my wife's house, my girlfriend, the right song would be playing. See, we didn't have no fast forward with our eight track. Had to drive. I wish I had somebody I wish I had somebody to help me a few. Now we come <laughs> had to turn up loud. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of sicken, man. That being an ex-athlete, that kind of seeking to be number one. We practiced all day, stayed in shape, ate right, slept right, because we were seeking to be number one. God said, I want that same energy. Because he said in the word, when you seek me, you'll find me. When you seek me with all your heart. See, a lot of folk don't want too much of Jesus. They don't want enough for a liver quiver. <laughs> They don't want too much. They don't want enough. That's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer called it, cheap grace. A lot of folk just want enough of Jesus to make them feel good, but don't make me live right. Don't, I don't want too much to make me put down my bottle. And, uh, don't make me have nobody to start going to church every week. You know, that's too much, Jesus. I, don't, I want just enough for in a time of trouble, I can call out to him. Don't give me too much, Jesus. I don't want too much. I, don't, I still want to live with one foot in the world and one foot in the, in the club, in the church. That I want, but if you, you seek him with all your heart and his righteousness, 
start looking. Seek him by studying his word. Seek him by fellowshipping. That's how you seek to get in the book. Seek him by in his word and in fellowship with other believers. We seek him. Shortly we'll be doing the Lord's Supper. We seek him. We seek him in prayer. We just don't be praying just to be praying. We're seeking the Lord. We are seeking direction from the Lord. We're seeking warmth from the Lord. We're seeking inspiration. We're seeking miracles from God. That's why I don't fall out with some folk while some folk being blessed. They are seeking more. If you pray one minute, you get one minute of power. Amen. Don't, don't fall out with somebody else. Somebody else is spending an hour on their face. Don't fall out with God because they brought all their pots. You didn't bring nothing but a little bucket. That's why you ain't getting but You got to seek him in every way of your life. When you seek him, you'll find him. Me and one of my pastor friends, Bishop J. Johnny L. Lawson from Longview, Texas. Amen. We used to just pray all night long. Amen. My wife used to hate to see him come up to my house. We just shut down. Amen. Pray all night long. I wish there was somebody. Amen. I wish there was somebody. Turn that TV off. We go in my little study and Johnny L. Lawson, Bishop Lawson, and Longview. Now we just pray all night long. Just seeking the Lord. Amen. Just, when the last time you had all night prayer? When the last time you turn off that, that Facebook? Some of y'all on Facebook too much in the way. You got too much of your business out there. I know everything about some of y'all because I'm also the pastor of Facebook. I'm Facebook pastor. Amen. Some of y'all posting all this stuff and you're not praying when you're posting in the club with a glass in your hand. You're not seeking God. But when you turn off that Facebook, turn off that cell phone, turn off that one-eyed demon, the TV, and just seek the Lord. Hallelujah, amen. That's why some of you drive. I'm talking to Christians. See, 99% of what I preach is to Christians. 1% is for sinners. I'm going to give the sinners a chance in a few minutes to come to Christ. But our problem is not with sinners. Sinners are doing what sinners does. But it's believers who have got dry and cold. Amen. Somebody got to prompt you to come to church. You be telling you couldn't wait. You just, is it, is it Sunday yet? You start laying your clothes out Saturday at noon. Get word this. Get ready. What time is it? You can You go to bed early. You anxious. You're like a kid on Christmas morning. You came. What is it time to go yet? That's out. Because you stop seeking God, you become very carnal. You drinking more. That's why I tell you guys. I feel sorry for the sinners in Austin. Amen. I'm praying for every sinner. Bless their heart, they can't buy no drug. Because some of you Christians in line getting all the drug. They can't get no liquor. Some of you old dried up Baptists drying all the liquor. Post sinners can't dance on the club. Y'all there in the way. But when you seek God, you say, start all over again. God, I want you fresh in my life. I, I want to feel your power in my life. Jesus said, if you seek me, he give us a promise. And now, he said, we, we seek him first. Amen. Half-heartedly, you think about that. Just trying to get Christians, read the Bible, 15 minutes. Just trying to, just trying to get us to come to church. 
couple times a week. And then we won't know why I don't feel no fire no more. Same thing in your marriage. The fire could be gone out, but you put some more wood on the fire. Those of us who are married, they grab your husband or your wife and start the fire burning. Mm. Say something now. Well, bless his name. If you want it, you got to seek him. Then he said, look what God will do. Look at the promise of God. When you do what God said do. Hey, 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 hey. All you naysayers out there. Look, he said, and I will give unto you. Look, he said, if you seek me first. Now, some of y'all want the stuff before y'all want Jesus. He said, no, if I bless you first, you have come to church now. But if I bless you with a million dollars, you wouldn't even speak to Reverend McClendon, so I can't. I want you to seek me to make sure you are mature enough. You do know God got a blessing and, and your name may not be on it, but it's your blessing. <laughs> Amen. But he wants you to be so enamored with him. He wants us to be so caught up with him that when he blesses us, we don't forget about him. He said, if you seek me, he said, all this would I give add unto you. That's God's promise. The God of God's of God of promise. And let me tell you what, he keeps his word. God allows us. His promises are conditional. He allows us to participate in the miraculous. His promises are conditional. Come here again, Malachi 3. Bring ye all the tithes to the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Conditional. Then will I open for you. Well, y'all get that later on. Amen. The witness of heaven. His promises are conditional. We got to do something to participate with the miraculous. Back to second, first, second, first Kings 7, 13, 17, 13. Told that widow woman, fix me mine first. And as she did it, the meal bell never ran over nor ran out. Because God gives us a chance to participate. Told those ten lepers, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. God is just waiting on you. Don't, don't talk about God ain't doing that. God waiting on you. Amen. Because he got the power. He's waiting on us. For us to do our part. If you do your part, God will do his. Then will I add all this stuff. But you got to love me more than the stuff. This is God's social security program. Social security used to didn't mean a whole lot to me. Until I just had my last birthday. <laughs> this is God's social security program. The believer's responsibility is to live for the Lord. Trust in God for the future with unshakable confidence that God will provide. And we call him that we live one day at a time because tomorrow is not promised. So when you seek God, you would always be excited. When you seek God, it's all like me 
playing Reverend Clemens and the rest of my ministers one-on-one, a five-on-five basketball. And I have on my team, all Clemens have on his team is Clemens and Eichner and, and Herndon and Archer and Farsi. That's, that's all he has on his team. But y'all ask me who's on my team. Come on. I have on my team LeBron James. I have on my team Steph Curry. I have on my team Mr. Michael. Uh, what's that boy name for Golden State? Then I have uh, also Kevin Durant. Then I have that boy at New Orleans Pelican, that Davis boy. Then that, that's all on my. Do you think I'm worried about Clemens and his bunch? I'm going to walk in the gym talking noise. I'm going to have my white socks on all the way up to my knee. I'm going to walk in there. Clemens, where's your team? And he's going to say, here's my team. I'm going to say, well, come on out, boys. Because y'all know I know I'm going to win. Yeah, don't you think I can win with my team over Clemens' team? You think I can handle, you think I put LeBron's on Clemens? (laughs) I put KD on on Herndon. Do you think I'd win? Do y'all think I'd win with that team? Oh, y'all don't. Do y'all think I'd win with that team? Do y'all think I'd win? Do y'all think I'd go to the pep rally and say, well... We playing Clemens and Herndon and Archer and Fawcett. All I got is LeBron, Steph, Kevin Durant. All I have is Davis. No, I'm going to go to the pep rest. Listen, fellas, it's in the bag. Because let me I'll tell y'all who I got. <laughs> well, that's the way it is with a child of God. When you seek God first, you can face every situation because you got God on your side. Bring on sickness, death. Come on. I ain't got no problem. Go guess who I got on my side? His name is Jesus. And that's a revival. When you pray, seek him first. Victory is mine. We are winners because we sought him first. And the people of God said amen. Well, some of y'all ain't said nothing. Well, that's why you're losers, amen. You got to learn how throughout the game. All of our new members don't know this, but they used to call my name. Billy, Billy, he's our man. If he can't do it, nobody can. I've already scored about 25 points in the first quarter. Y'all stay with me. (laughs) Yeah, about 25 rebounds in the first quarter. And the game is on the line. And then they start chanting, Billy, Billy, he's our man. And I'm tired, y'all. Did I tell y'all how many points I scored in the first quarter? This Now in the fourth quarter, I probably scored about, uh, yeah, and I'm tired. And the game is on the line. And they start chanting, Billy, Billy, he's our man. 
If he can't do it, nobody can. And they throw me the ball for the last time. And sometimes I wouldn't go all the way in and dunk it. I'll just, sometimes, y'all got to pray with me here. Y'all pray with me on here. Sometimes I just step on the court and just shoot it. And all the ref had to do was, whoosh. Yes, sir. Well, that's the way it is with every child of God. Jesus, Jesus, he's our man. If he can't do it, nobody can. Jesus, you ought to call his name. Jesus, he's our man. If he can't do it, nobody can. Not a resolution, but a revival. Hallelujah. Victory. All these things, whatever you want, God want to give it to you. But you got to have your priorities straight. Seek him first. And his kingdom and all of his righteousness. And all of these things. Ephesians 3.20. Anything you can imagine or think. God said, I already done it. It's yours. But you got to have me first. And God will blow your mind. Hallelujah.